ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Get Into It. I like that. I like the sound of that. Oh, <laughs> careful over there. We're knocking shit over. It was Davey a little bit Dave. of an earthquake here. Excited, excited. Um, welcome to Let's Get Into It. That's what we're called, right? Because we get into entertainment. What is it, though, Davey Dave? Let's get into it. I know, but what are we it. doing here? What do we get into? Oh, we get into a little bit of entertainment, you know. Business of entertainment. That's right. That's um, what's up. I kind of miss the old podcast where it was with, I don't even remember the name of the place. What was it? Pink Taco. Yeah, Pink Taco. We might be able to go back there pretty yeah. soon. I miss They're doing open. it at Pink Taco. I miss doing it on location. I miss uh, Russ. You know, I haven't talked to Russ you in You know a what's while. kind of fun, too, is when we, we, we did the Rona edition in your backyard. Remember you made a stint mm-hmm. in your backyard? Yeah, we had a nice little Rona run over we there. We had a little Rona run. We had fun. some good guests. You were actually excited, too, about that because you had nothing going on. Mm. Rona was ending, and you're like, this is it. This is all we got. Yeah. Well, and then you abandoned us. Remember, Davey Dave, that everything started coming in, and like, I can't do podcast anymore i got holiday movies to do look podcast podcast i want to i want to get into it real quick right now because first of all it's your birthday so happy birthday we're gonna party 40 40 years old dude i can't believe it 40 years old dude i wish i was 40 wouldn't that be amazing seven times over congratulations (laughs) cheers we got modella tom foo congratulations congratulations um and uh you know it's exciting because in a couple of no no today on July first, yep. this is a week later, but July first is yep. the day that your movie goes into eight hundred thousand hotels, hotel rooms, with twenty million impressions a month, and we got three month deal. That's amazing. We're gonna have sixty million impressions. Look, how is that for marketing and advertising? Let me tell you right something. There? I want to congratulate. Tell you. me something. I'm gonna tell you something. I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate um, Wiser. Yep. I want to congratulate Mario because uh-huh. without that nucleus. This doesn't happen, right? Without your webo hurting, it doesn't happen. Without this podcast, it doesn't well, no, it happen. If, the, pod, if well, the podcast wasn't here, your movie would happen. But I know, but it, it, it wouldn't was be easier. as great as it, it wouldn't be, probably wouldn't be as great. But yeah. but it, you, I do have to congratulate you guys because you. what you've done is innovative and unique and super special in a world where, you know, a lot of times we get on the podcast and we talk about hey. You can't really distribute. It's hard to make a sale. They don't what have blockbusters anymore, yeah. right? So because of that, like the idea that there's some new innovation where you can like make a movie for, I don't know, under 50 grand and put it out in a place where 800,000 rooms are going to be getting a commercial saying like, hey, watch Made in Mexico by Mario Lopez, who's been in these rooms for years and years and years. This is a big deal and potentially groundbreaking. And I, I'm not sure it's ever been done. Well, if you look at the history of cinema, let me just take you back to It's never the, been done uh, in hotel rooms the way you're doing it, though. I'm no, just trying to say. No, no, no. But it, Hollywood or entertainment is constantly evolving. If you go back to... Is that good? Oh, so that's good. good. That's oh, so good. Um, it's from vaudeville to silent movies to moving pictures to now something else that's happening. A lot of production, not necessarily leaving L.A., but you got... Who I'm in, who I'm in talks with and working with are the Ruza brothers who bought Tyler Perry's old studio. Mm-hmm. Ozzy Aru was uh, his guy. You got, um, you got like three major studios in Atlanta now, and in Nashville and in Texas. So things are moving. Like people are making content. Not, nothing. Not, there's no reason at all to be held back right now in 2021 other than Rona. Yeah, it's a major successful um, conversation today. And I want to get into it a little deeper because I think, and it's your birthday. I think there's inspiration in here if you think about it. I was talking to my sister yesterday, Alejandra. Never talk about your sister. I was talking to my sister yesterday and she was like, hey, I'm really proud of you. And I said, thank you. She goes, it looks like, you know, you're doing a lot of work. I said, I am doing a lot of work. Um, And 
And she was like, so, you know, what, what changed? Like, what adjusted in your career? And I was like, you know, what adjusted in my career is that I always thought that I was never going to cross over and work for networks. I always thought I was just going to raise money and do my own movies and then sell them uh, because I was trying to emulate what the networks were doing. And she was like, so what changed? I said, what changed? I got a phone call from Mario about something that we had developed 10 years prior. And he said, hey, we're doing this at Netflix. Uh, they're buying it. It's changed a lot, but we're do- I'm doing it with you, right? So he reached out, yep. sent throughout a knowledge branch, pulled yep. me in. And somehow that part of my career was the part where I felt like I had rolled a boulder up a hill. Yep. And, and he pushed it over the and other he edge. Pu- and he pushed it over the edge. And yeah. all of a sudden, because she was like, what's changed? I said, you know what changed is my belief that I was capable of working and doing network level work. That's what changed. What and, happened was, let me tell you, food. you, oh, got, you, to, you got to the top of that mountain. You're like sweating and the legs are wobbling and you're almost there. You're like, you're at the very, just a little more. And then Lopez walks up and goes, need some help, Foo? And he just puts, <laughs> he just pushes his finger. And the, 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 there it goes. You're like, oh, yeah. it happened. And that was it. And that was it. Right. You need some help, Foo? So, very good and the, Right. And at then, the very top. You pushed it all the way up yourself, Foo. Yeah, I pushed it all the way up myself and then he hooked me up. But. I think the, the the valuable lesson there is, you know, I had to believe that it was I was capable of doing, of delivering and, and doing all the work that I had been sort of, it's the same kind of work you're doing, prepping, uh, writing, uh, fixing, delivering, you know, all of these things that you do when you're an indie, you have to do when you get to a network. So it changed everything. And all of a sudden, boom, there was another movie. Then there was another movie. We got, you know, Holiday in Santa Fe. We have uh, Mr. Holiday. I'm doing a thing for Netflix. It just keeps going it just kept it opens doors yeah it kept going Where, whereas when we started the podcast i was pitching hey yeah. screen your movie yeah. uh show it to as many people as you can deals happen in those theaters where you show your movie even if you think it's not worth doing because it costs money invite people they end up coming up to you going like hey let's do something else that still happens and i'm still going to do that but this is just another it's another path to go down like like i said the the 20 million impressions a month for three months, that's sixty million impressions. That's not buys. That's not people. That's people. That's in people's head. Right. So when they go home later on, and yeah. we're on Amazon or something like that, then they go, "What was that movie Mario was pitching that he's involved?" Oh yeah. Oh, that's the with Lilo Bronco. Oh, let me watch this. This looks interesting. It looks Lilo funny. Lilo Broncado, an amazing yeah, so, actor. So I mean, there is a lot of ways you got to be open minded and kind of uh, go after it. You so today's I mean? a celebration of what celebrate is possible. I got a picture on my uh, on my. On my um, phone. Memories? Yeah. It was our first podcast two years ago. Two years ago? Not not today, but within this past few days. Damn, two years ago we started this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So two years ago we were like, oh, you know, here's what you do. Here's how you do indies. And two years later you released your movie in a very unique, <laughs> interesting way. That sounds horrible. No, no, it's great. Fucking Richard Linkletter over here. No, I mean, uh, I, no. It's, look, I <laughs> without did, Rona, it would have been a year. I did uh, Johnny Porche, which is um, Love and Betrayal on the Forest. That took three years. It took me four years. I was looking at <laughs> as a picture from uh, Almaraz, which I sold to Netflix. That thing, I had, I had a note from like 2016. I was wow. like, oh my god. I mean, things yeah. take time. If no, you don't do. know and people aren't supporting you and you don't have a, a network and, you know, you're just raising money and hoping for the best. Coppola said it takes seven years to make a movie. And that was from his nephew's, his mouth to my ear. Like, I was going to do a movie, Weston Cage was involved. 
and it fell apart. And he said, my grandpa said it takes seven years to yeah. do a movie. Really, like roughly from beginning to end. It's complicated, wow. but there is, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Ask me. How does it feel? Because the hard work is done, right? Yep. You did it all. You delivered the film. You worked with a bunch of great people. The film is already in the hands of the distributor. Yep. How does it feel to be like, you know, done with it? It feels great, but like you were saying earlier, the things that come about it. Like I ended up meeting up with this guy named Jamie Peralta, Jaime Peralta. He works for Ozzy Aru. He's executive vice president. Um, and now he signed me as a manager because he manages like only a few people. And he called me yesterday with a gig. And I wanted to talk about it on here because oh, nice. he said, yeah, he said, hey, bro, I got you a gig, 15 grand for three days. And I said, cool, because I sent him the kiss, the short. And he goes, so the guy's an Italian filmmaker. He'll, you know, that's the fee. Um, uh, you know, you're going to shoot. You could shoot it and cut it and he wants. I go, no, I don't shoot and cut. He goes, oh, you don't. I said, no, write, uh, direct, act. It's pretty much my wheelhouse. He said, oh, but the point is, and then I hooked up Hermosa. So if you're a oh, filmmaker yeah, nice. out there who could do it all like this guy, there's work. But my point is, is from that, I wouldn't, from Made in Mexico, I would have never had that opportunity. I would have never met Jaime Peralta because I would have never posted about a movie. So you're sharing the wealth. Sharing the, well, I'm sharing the wealth, but I'm sharing more of like the knowledge of get up there, get up, make shit, get it out there so then things can happen. Because things won't happen if you're on your ass talking about making shit. That's all that matters. And do what you could do. I can't shoot. I can't cut. I mean, I could, but I just, I'm past that point. But what I can do is write. And I could write scripts and I can get... Lopez was breaking my balls the other day because he said, I was writing, he said, you know, Tootie, are you going to, um, a script that I'd written a long time ago actually recently came to life with Maurice Compte and this guy named Raja Collins, who's a producer-director, and they think they can get somewhere between one to two million. They have distributors involved. Like, they're in the business. Like, they're, they just came off a movie called American Sicario. So these dudes are doing stuff. They like the script that I wrote five years ago and they said, it's just too big. It is three to $5 million budget. They broke it down and they said, can you, can you bring it down to like one to two? So I did. I did it in a week. Um, but things come back to life, like like Ashley Garcia. So the th- one of the things that I could honestly say that you could do out there listening, learn to write, write all the time. Lopez was breaking my balls saying, Tootie, you're going to get paid for this? I said, listen, a boxer, a champion boxer, Manny Pacquiao, when he walked into that first gym, he couldn't fight. He had heart. He had ability. But he had to go in there and learn to throw that jab. Slip that punch. Work on that footwork. Day in, day out, for decades before he got a title fight. And he was ready when that fight came. I posted about the other day. Manny Pacquiao had two weeks to train for a title fight. Nobody really, they kind of knew he was, wasn't he? He came in and knocked the guy out. Then he became a fiend on him. Who, who did he knock out? Do you know? I don't remember, but my point is, I see Robert's trying to throw me off right there. <laughs> do shit that you could control. That's like uh, Rocky. That's unheard of, yeah. Like Rocky. But do shit you control. Learn how to write. Write scripts. They're going to suck in the beginning. People are going to laugh at you. They're going to tell you it's garbage. But, you know, if you want to be a filmmaker, you just got to keep fucking writing and get better and better progress. Get better and better with each thing you you write and be open-minded. Listen to constructive criticism, not the haters, and just keep moving. There's um, Bam, drop this motherfucker, Mike. It's my birthday. Nice. It's, it's going to party like it's your birthday. Hey, happy birthday to <laughs> Foo. <laughs> you guys are foos. Don't you just think, though, in, like, real life, like, I've had to work on holidays. I had to work Thanksgiving this year because Lopez had a gig. I have to work. I fucking need to pay the bills. If I say no, I lose my job, and I can't pay my, you know, I got a family. So 
that's reality. <laughs> reality is sometimes people have to do things that they don't necessarily want to do, but it's for the yeah. good of their family. It's for yeah. the good of the of themselves. But you could be working you know? and thinking about your ideas, thinking about of how course. you're going to write, and, and you, know, you get home and write. You actually gave a good note about pitching. So, and I gave this note to my buddy the other day, who's right, who's a comedy writer and stuff. I pitch. I'd have to go pick up Nico on Tuesdays, Mondays and Tuesdays, and we had like a long drive, like a fifty minute drive home. He's a smart kid, like you know, he's eight, but he's pretty bright. And I would pitch him shit in the car, <laughs> like I would. I would tell him. I, I practiced, you know what I mean. And believe it or not, he fucking gave me some good ideas. You know what I mean? Because it's it's outside of the box. Yeah. I mean, my kids have never the first movie they're ever going to see is the movie they're in because we're Waldorf and we don't watch TV or anything. But um, that's going to be the first movie you see. So he's not. Jaded by any type of like, oh, this character or this story. I've, seen this innocent, I've heard this before. Yeah, innocent yeah. ideas are the best, right? Yeah, yeah. but, but it, it's great. You have to always be pitching because even when you pitch, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for this person to like it. You're, you want to hear what they have to say, but it helps you get it. It's like acting. Like when you go to an audition and you, you're running lines in your head, that don't work, player, because that's not how it's going to come out. Until you say it and run it with somebody, yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck, this yeah. sounds different than in my head i thought i was gonna do it like this so good point Robert. It's, it's an exciting time uh if you're a creator you so low key right if now? you're thinking of well i'm just thinking i'm i'm, I'm being nostalgic no okay. but oh, i think down, yeah yeah <laughs> no i think when i think when you think about story and how you think about it sometimes i'll like a certain song will inspire me for a storyline and i'll play the song over and over and over like for days sometimes weeks like over and over and i just keep imagining the scenes eventually i write it down you're really a filmmaker you know that right i mean you're well, a producer you're good at raising money wah 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 but no no i no, do it all producers don't take it is. go <laughs> no, thick, thick. Thick it is. producers don't go with music and create shit you know that right like mm. that's that's supervisors that's composers that's Producers don't do that shit. Filmmakers. Yeah, you know. Scorsese cuts the music. Tarantino cuts the music. Let me tell you. Tell let me, me tell you something. The thing that's beautiful about being an independent producer is that you do have to do it all, you know. And as you grow into collaborating, um, you know, if you're working with people that are truly willing to say, hey, the best idea wins, mm -hmm. you get into a room and you creatively start throwing stuff out. Um, part of my process as a producer is I come up with lines or story points yeah. and I throw them out to the writers, you know, and I'm like, Hey, what do you think? And if they're smart and, <laughs> and willing to play the game of best idea wins, right. they take your idea and make it their own and, and further create a great storyline. So I think as a producer, you have to be deeply involved with the story because you may have the better idea for the third act. You may have the better idea for the seventh act. You don't know, right? You have to keep thinking. I have a tendency to believe that a lot of my ideas do work, so I do throw them out. No, sorry. <laughs> that's not even a tech. That's a get it. No, but so I, I throw them out there, and and you know they they could be used or not used, but for the most part it becomes an important part of what I do. So I do involve myself with music. I do involve, you know. I'm, well, I'm music, because you're a classically trained pianist. That's correct. Because, you know, Barry Manilow. But um, the music is is what differentiates you from a lot of other producers. Right. Because you have a music ear, which is tone, which is how it sets the pace of, of the story. You know story as well. You went to AFI. You're not a stupid guy. Right. Maybe. 
but so that's what's unique about you. But hey, take it, hey, son. That's all. That's all the dick sucking. No, no, give no. You. Listen to me. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. It's it's. No, you listen to me. It's important. I I um I was working with Dara, um, our composer for a holiday in Santa Fe. You know, and one of the. You know, when you work with a new composer and you don't know them and they don't know you and you don't know how to give a note so that they understand what you're saying. I I, I was at a point after the first draft of the score where I was like, there's something not jiving for me in this score. Right. So and it wasn't just one piece. It was like a big chunk of it. Right. So I was thinking to myself, what is, what is it that I'm going to say that's going to make someone understand what I'm what I want to get to in this film? So I thought about it, and I thought, I know. So I, I, I stopped her, and I said, look, I want you, I, if you're watching this movie, I want you to be able to close your eyes and have the music tell you the story. Huh. If you can't close your eyes and have the music tell you the story, That's a good point. then we're not achieving what we're supposed to be doing. The music has to be its own movie. So in this particular scene, if you close your eyes, you don't feel anything, right? You just kind of feel music bouncing around. So close your eyes, and if you can feel the emotion of the love or whatever's happening in the scene, then you've achieved the right thing. I got to tell you, I listened to the redo of the score the other night, and I closed my eyes, and I was like, she totally captured exactly the note that we were going for. I, I called her. I said, it's amazing that what you did. But as a producer, you have to inspire other departments to do the best work they could do right yeah. and you know she did it yeah well good for her you know also too i got a good note good lo- i would run lo- lines with lopez you like to record him you dick <laughs> uh, uh and i saw this thing uh you know masters the master class yeah i got the one with scorsese a while oh, yeah, back yeah. and you know there's times where he doesn't even uh watch his actors he listens like he don't even watch their movement or anything. Right. He listens to their dial. He listens to the interaction. And so Lopez, I was he was doing his shit and I wasn't looking at it. I was like listening. He goes, Tootie, what are you doing? I go, I'm listening to you, foo. Because if 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 you if I'm able to believe you without seeing you, then it's going to transfer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he's playing Slater, so it's not like he's doing some Daniel Day Lewis shit. But still, but Slater's grown now. Yeah, Slater's. Crap. I mean, but, 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 home, but Mario, <laughs> they write him like he's fucking. Hey, Mar- no, Mario that. Lopez is a is a um, trained genius at comedy and at timing, and he's you know he's 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 actually to the level that he could tell you what's wrong with the scene based on how you're delivering a line. That's he's true. Actually, That's he true. does have. I mean, the guy's been. He can I'm tell you what's gonna, wrong with it. Is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying he could, we could be doing a scene together, and he could say. You know what? No, no, no. You have it, it has to be faster, or you know, or yeah. slower, or whatever. I, I'm not going to drop names, but there's somebody who's very high up in the business, uh, produce, uh, actor, director, producer, and and this person kind of clowned him because you know he does. He's an entertainment host. He does certain things. She, this person's at a bigger level, but it's so stupid because this guy's been reading screen, and I got offended by it. To be honest with you, he told oh, me he got offended. I did because. I get it. The image, oh, Slater, Mario, he comes across like that. But he has such a vast knowledge, and he's been reading scripts since the guy was fucking eight years old. So, <laughs> And this person had not been reading scripts since they were eight. They probably started reading scripts when they were in their 20s, 30s. So this guy know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he does know. Like, he could tell you what works, what doesn't work, but he's just not in your face about it. Sure. He's not, like, shoving it down your throat, listen to me, because I know, because I've been in the business. He's just kind of like, no, that doesn't work. You should, Let's do it like this. And you're like... Okay, and, and you should listen. And you, and should, you listen. should listen. Yeah, yeah. You should because yep. there's a lot of experience there. But, but yeah, I think um, look if you're 
if you're thinking about doing something, you should do it. That, that's the one thing I think over the past couple of years I've got a little tainted. You know, I think. What do you that mean tainted? Why? I got tainted by the idea that, you know, things have to be a certain way or you shouldn't be creating, you know, or you shouldn't be making movies. That's how this podcast to... started, fool. You don't even remember. But I'm telling you, I think, <laughs> I think I, I've changed my mind. I think you have to do what you got to do to be creative. I think you be, look, you have to be honest with yourself. If, yeah. you, if you're not making great product and yeah. it's consistent, <laughs> then maybe it's not the business for you. Give yourself three swings. But I think you got to get out there and, and, create and edit if you have to. And, you know, you have to kind of learn to do it all. Don't count on anyone to do stuff for you. Um, and, and create that conversation that's powerful about your vision and your views and what you think should happen. Because I'll tell you, if there was someone else doing the, the score for Holiday in Santa Fe and I was not producing it, it would still come out great. Yeah. It would just be a different point of view. Yeah. So you have to trust what you believe is good in your heart and you have to give those notes and you have to make adjustments and you have to be respectful to the other people that have worked really hard to, to earn their positions, right? Because as I mentioned before, if you're a composer, you win Academy Awards. If you're an editor, you win Academy Awards. So those are world-class yeah. positions, right? You can't walk around telling those people what to do. Yeah. They get an award for doing what they do. So they have to be able to bring what they bring to the table. But it is an ex- it's an exciting time. I think product is getting shorter. I think if you want to look at great stories, look at comedians, look at jokes. Yeah. You know? Um, you memes? I was about to say. Look at memes, maybe, maybe, you yeah. know? I mean, you could tell a story in no time, but the power of those stories are so amazing that that's you don't have to look further to know what a good story is. There's one thing, like I had to go through Santana, which I wrote probably five years ago, and I hadn't made a movie yet. Which I, mean, I gave you the idea for, right? You did give me the idea, and you helped me work on it. I said, I write this, and then I never helped you make it. Well, yeah, well, you kind of did. You're like, but you know, Roberts, we know you. We love you. We know you. Like one minute, you're like, dude, <laughs> let's do this. And then the next week, you come here, like, nah, we're not doing it. I want to do something like this. And I'm like, hey, asshole, I already fucking started. I've been, I spent the last. I've been writing for six months. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, let's see what happens. But uh, you did give me the idea, and I'm glad you did because it's turning out it's really well. One. It's a good one. And, and if you want to come on board, you're more than welcome. Mm. But I don't know what the budget's going to be. We're, we're shooting for one to two, but who knows? I know you need to be in the three to five no, range. No, no, I don't have to be in the anything range, but I'm going to tell you something. If a, a Great producers will say this. If, if you had ten producers in a, yeah. in a line and we were all standing there and someone said, hey, I want you guys to make this, and we all liked it, we would probably go like, okay, David, Dave, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You got a couple of weeks to try to put it together. But if you don't, I'm up. Producers are like that. They're not going to jump on board just to jump on board. All 10 would never jump on board. Right. right? They're going to just go, give it a shot. If you can't get it, give it back to me. Yeah. Um, and that's how it works. You know, may the best producer win. So a lot of yeah. times we have that respect where we're like, okay, yeah. if you're going to get it made, there's no reason to pull me on because yep. I'm just going to be a weight. Right. right, they're not looking for me. They're looking for your script. So, and other producers have other ideas. Yeah, but I would just, to be honest. No, no, no producer likes any other producer. Just uh, so you know. they don't. No, they no, don't. We all we, dislike each other. Well, it's like actors. It's like it's like the, there's only so many things that could be made and be made well with money. That it's just not enough. There's not. It's money. It comes down to money. People want to make money. You know what I mean? They want to be creative, like we said, and I'm glad that you said it in the independent world because I know you're all about the studio. I'm not. I want. I want to be independent. I just can't afford to be. Damn. Well, you kind of can, though. I've been can't. to your crib. I've been keeping to the crib. Real. You're keeping, keeping it real. It real. Um, but yes, uh, Robert, you did give me that idea, and it did work. But getting back to those shortening scenes, I think when you make shit, like Tarantino said, don't go to film school, go to films and make films. That's how you're going to learn. Because 
after making a movie and being there and running out of time and going, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get everything in. Now, and you're frantically going through those pages going, okay, cut this, cut this. Cause you just waited say too this. long. You waited too yes, long. That's you what did, but that's independent <laughs> shit. And you get it done, but it's a lesson learned because it's a moment of like, oh, fuck. Are we gonna? We have to do. We have to get this done. We need this. Like so, when you rewrite, when I rewrote this script, I was going through. I go, this. I don't need fucking five of these pages. Yeah, but you're learning. You're learning from other things that you're working on. Let me tell you, I was. Uh, I was talking to Netflix because I have a deal at Netflix to do a movie. Oh, right, take it easy. And uh, and the executive sent uh, notes on our outline. The notes were rules for the amount of money that they're giving us to make the movie, so they know. Yeah. That you can't have more than 18 locations, or I'm sorry, yeah. 18 characters, seven or 10 locations. Okay. So those are the rules. They're like, these are the rules you have to follow. That's smart, though. Right? That's good. No more than 18 characters at scale, yeah. and no more than a, than this many locations. So you so have wait, to follow those rules. So wait, 18 characters, seven locations, what's the budget? That's a good thing to know. It's under $10 million. Oh, fuck. <laughs> under $10 Damn. Million, yeah. That's how you roll, Roberts, at Netflix? Well, and ne- Netflix a- doesn't want to mess around. They want to make good a- movies need- every time. Hey, you need an assistant? What's up, <laughs> You'll be on it. You'll be on it. Hey, um, but let's, let's celebrate. Cody, give me a coffee. Let's oh, ce- fucking Splenda. Let's celebrate the independent film. Can I tell you what I did when I was 20? I was about 28, and I was thinking of becoming a producer, and, uh, and I didn't understand. I, 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 I thought back, what's my favorite movie of all time? And I said, okay, there's two. God's the Idolmaker. Jobs, right? Come on. So I thought, I'm going to go to the local store where they sell posters and, and memorabilia. So I went to that store and I said, do you have any scripts? Was it on Wilcox? Uh, yeah. Yeah, did, did, did yeah I love with that store yeah, too. Yeah, the poster yeah. memorabilia. So I walked in there and I said, do you have any scripts? And they said, yeah. And they put, put out all these scripts and one of them was Jaws. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy that script. I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch Jaws and I'm going to see how much changed from this script to the movie. Was it the shooting script, though? Yeah, it was the shooting okay. script. So I went home, and I watched Jaws, and I read the script, and there was scenes in the script that didn't yeah. even exist. Yeah. Right? And there was there was, there was, was dialogue changes and things that I was like, wow, look at the shit that they did here, right? Oh, we've been talking about this dude, and now he's here, Mario Lopez. 304, we, we're almost kicked off. we got 10 hey, minutes. Hey, you want him a Del Tanfu? You want some tequila? <laughs> that's, that's jacked Dude, up. let's put a picture out. I'm, a, a I'm on Stern's out. team I like, now. I like oh them. It's God. like you're like the what's a woman soccer player? What's her name like? Repido. <laughs> looking good, dude. Looking good. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. Happy holidays, guys. That's right. That's it. All right, these foods came and fucked it all up. We'll see you Lopez, guys next Lopez time. Started to drink. Let's get into it. That's right. <laughs> hey, there's there's business happening here. See you next time. Let's get into it.